0: You're listening to the Prairie Podcast by Alberta One Call. Safety is always the best first step, and it's a click away. Here's your host, Mike Sullivan. First down Eskimos, their own 32. It's a direct snap to Jackie Parker. Parker is rolling to his left, looking downfield. He spots Glenn McQuinney. Here's the pass. The catch by McWhinney, he's going to go for a touchdown,
1: 78 yards, Eskimo touchdown, Glenn keeper McWhinney. That was a 78-yard touchdown call by Brian Hall, Jeff's dad, Glenn McWhinney, 1954 Edmonton Football Club. Jeff McWhinney is my guest today on Prairie Podcast. Jeff and I go back quite a ways. Jeff is the one of the official keepers of the Grey Cup. And over the years, he's become a damage prevention ambassador, but he's done a lot of work here in Alberta as well with Alberta One Call and the Alberta Common Ground Alliance. Jeff, hey, hey. how are you doing? Thanks for joining us today.
0: It's good to be back. Uh, lots of fun being part of the Canadian Common Ground Alliance. We've done a lot of great work. Uh, going up the hill was, uh, was a big deal. Uh, and, you know, first time being in the Senate, the first time the Great Cup has ever uh, been as close to its... Uh, to the Governor General Earl Grey, who was the f- the fourth one in uh, in nineteen oh nine that gave us the Grey
1: Cup. No, oh, we have had a lot of fun, Jeff, and uh, you know we've the the Grey Cup has been a tremendous tool to to promote awareness, and and why it's done that really is the demographics of I'm going to say the stereotypical digger is a a male between the ages of twenty two and perhaps sixty five, and that is also the Primary demographics of the Canadian football fan. Now, of course, women are in there too. They love football, and they will push their husbands or significant others to make sure that they click before they dig. And we've had some excellent uh, forward movement and awareness with the with the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and the and the the Grey Cup, and primarily right through you, Jeff. And it's been you've been an amazing ambassador, learning a hell of a lot along the way. And I'm glad to have you here today. We're going to be talking about a few things we've done in the past and what you have going on. Now, let's talk for a few minutes about the Canadian Common Ground Alliance. The first time I met you, Jeff, was in Banff. I think that was 2013. And uh, a good friend of ours, Mr. Steve Loney, without whom none of this would have happened, really. I mean, he, he was the catalyst that connected us. And at the time, he was working for TC Energy, and uh, he contacted me and he says, Mike, I've got a special guest arriving to help promote awareness. And up the elevator comes Jeff McQuinney and the Grey Cup. And from then on, we've been doing this and having a heck of a lot of fun in the process and promoting awareness of damage prevention safety. You remember that, Jeff? Remember that day?
0: We'll never forget it. Um, in fact, you were the, you were, you were someone that there's only been a few that have have taken the honorary keeper of the Grey Cup. And it was, uh, it was a hands down, without question that we were going to bring, uh, be giving you white gloves and the towel that was used into the grey cup before uh, in 19, what was it? Uh, on the 19th of November, we cleaned the cup for the very last time uh, before it went to the grey cup. And uh, it was pretty cool that you got that towel and, and also got the the, uh, the gloves.
1: And I still have those gloves and that was a very special moment for me as well. Now, Jeff, you've been busy. You've been literally across the country promoting awareness, uh, damage prevention awareness with the Grey Cup, and you've met a lot of people. You've become very influential in your own right, and I want to congratulate you for just taking that on. You've done an excellent job, but looking forward, you're doing something a little bit different here, and I want to talk about that a little bit. I understand you've just written a children's book, which will be published later this year, and it's called Not Without My Teammates. I understand the book is focused on football's power of inclusion, and uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. You know, the
0: inclusion. When you let's let's go back to Dateline, nineteen fifty. We're seeing a, a transition into the Canadian Football League that took uh, the, the football rugby and, and the, the rugby unions across the from the eastern side and also the WIFRU, which is the Western Interprovincial Rugby Football Union, uh, here in the west. So we saw the you know. if that we were seeing Canadians come together and go the East-West, the East-West rivalry, which was the first time it was won. It was 1935 In 1921. It was the first time it was challenged in the West. Players were starting to, we were starting to see after the war, we had the African-American athlete that was not, uh, not seeing its rightful uh, place on the gridiron. We, we had great athletes and we were seeing athletes from all, everywhere showing up in Canada and this was a good thing and when you come to the locker room and you're you're getting your 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 locker mate um, in 1950 it was difficult when you had racial lines and and color lines that you're having to, to cross and a guy by the name of Glenn McGuinney, my father uh, made a big difference principles were only principles until they were challenged and they were challenged in 1952 three four five and six and onward he made a choice that his he had he didn't matter who he roomed with whether it was a chinese canadian an african american or it was someone that uh, a, a jewish gentleman it didn't matter he always celebrated the culture and celebrated religion it didn't matter where you were from in 2007 uh, my dad was in the basically his halftime he went through the first and second quarter of his cancer he was in halftime going into the third and fourth quarter of his cancer cancer game and uh, we brought the great cup to him in 2007 we were up in the house uh, in the kitchen and we put the gray cup on the, on the, on the uh, chopping block and the keeper at the time, the trustee looked at my father and they had already went from Mr. McWinney to, to Glenn to please call me keeper. Cause that was my dad's nickname. So they had established this relationship already about old time football. And he said, keeper, would you like to drink under the cup one more time? And with, It just rolled off my dad's lips so quickly. And he said, not without my teammates. So collectively, I took everything from 1950 to Dateline 2019 and chose six people that made a difference to my dad, that were given, these gifts were given to my dad and gifts that were given to me through my dad or players like Jed Roberts, an indigenous player who is hard of hearing, uh, played, um, played 11 years, 11 years with the Eskimos, won the Great Cup in 1993, his father's on the 68-69 Ottawa Rough Riders. So this sons and daughters of the Canadian Football League that love the, you know, the, the guys that pioneered this, they set the tone in 1950. And I made this, this book was taking everyone down to 1950. Dateline 1950. We had Normie Kwong, Jackie Parker, Cal Jones, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, first African-American to be on the, that donned the the cover of Sports Illustrated, Ch- uh, our, our Lieutenant Governor of Alberta, four-time Great Cup champion, Normie Kwong, my dad's roommate with the Edmonton Football Club. Jackie Parker, polio. He had polio when he was a kid. Then we go to J- Jed Roberts, who who took an entirely different picture for us because he's, he's such a talented guy. And then we... we uh, we finished off with uh Dana Dana Spiring who is the first woman 3803rd person to go on to the Great Cup and she has set the new generation forward and on fire. So I brought them all together to dateline 1950 and uh wrote a book about inclusion and that we that we all belong. We we need to make a difference. So the new generation this gift this book is not going to be sold it's actually getting it's going to be given Our... Um, Our first journey. I I really want to get out in Alberta first and return back to the schools that we, that uh, Rock Romano and I made a difference to. I really it had an impact on me, and I want to come back and give a gift back to them that was given to me by my dad, who was given to me that was given to him by some great players of the Canadian Football League.
1: I'm looking forward to that, Jeff. And uh, I had the pleasure of being by your side the 2019 uh, Grey Cup here in Calgary. And uh, I was, I guess you would call me your official driver for that, uh, the week leading up to the Grey Cup. And, uh, you know, we'd get up, I'd get up out of bed at about six in the morning, be out the door shortly thereafter. And we would go about 18 hours and I'd get home about midnight or one o'clock in the morning. We'd start all over again the next day. And to see the, the impact that the the Cup and that you have on people that you meet uh, was was heartwarming. And uh, clearly the, the most touching time of that entire week was when we spent some time at the Children's Hospital here in Calgary. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think back to my, to my own parents who had a, their oldest who went through um, cancer treatments and unfortunately passed away when she was very young and what that might have done to my family and my parents at the time. And I'm watching this through the eyes of all the parents who were there and the, the time that you took with every single child, whether they could make their way up to the podium where the Grey Cup was, or you came down to them, it was it was nothing short of magical. And uh, something about that week I will never forget. And I hope I get the chance to do that again. And you know, you mentioned the uh, the story about the Blue Bombers and you know the Grey Cup here in, in 2019. And when we were on the field that day, and and uh, you know that just after the the final. Um, seconds it clocked down, and uh, and, the, and the blue bombers won the uh, the Grey Cup. You know, you mentioned Dana Spiring and uh, the first woman uh, with her name on the Grey Cup, and such an acknowledgement to to put her in this book. And I, you know, when we talk about diversity, and that really is what Canada is. We we all come from somewhere else, and and yet you have everybody, uh, everybody included in this book. So. It's a it's a great homage to Canada, and a great uh, you know homage to inclusion.
0: We, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. Would you, let's go back to just a quick second. We could never have done that without a team going into the Children's Hospital. If you remember the um, our, our little buddy Mustafa, the guy he just got out of uh, I do, yeah. Just, oh yeah, the guy has a halo on. He's like six years old, and he's running. He's running like uh, you know, uh, like Normy Kwong, and. And I remember looking at you after that whole thing, and we, we had that sandwich, and I went, "I don't know if I am I'm, I'm going to be spent after this. I don't know if I have anything left. After, I don't have anything left in the gas tank on this one."
1: No, I didn't either.
0: It destroys you. And for us to, you know, think, okay, we have another event going on. We had that was the longest day we had, and it was it was difficult. That's where we're going next. That's why I want to get back to Alberta. I want to get to the Children's Hospital. I want to get to, uh, there's two schools, especially, that I want to revisit. um, Because we have a responsibility as Canadians to give back. And my dad believed everyone was talented, but not everyone had opportunity. So he chose the idea to take the opportunity to make the impossible possible. And he did. It was not possible for you to room with an African-American guy. And Cal Jones, unfortunately, didn't make the the start of the 1957 season um, because he lost his life in a in a plane crash crashed into Mount Selesi uh, TCA 810 uh, number 62 along with four other other players passed away in that greek up uh, or in that in that horrible horrible accident after the All Star game in British Columbia. Um, so these guys had the ability by rooming with my dad and he's no longer here but his his grandson ended up playing for your Calgary Stampedes Edwin Edwin Harrison and finished off in 214 with a great cup championship. So these sons and daughters of this great league have made a difference even with you know he didn't have a chance to really pass that that great talent of his to make this locker room great and that's Cal Jones when now you have all kinds of people that are in there. We have it is black, white, Jewish, Muslim. Um, uh, we, we've, we've got women joining our league as referees. In 2019, we had our, our first uh, first games were with the, the, the women gre- refereeing our games. And it was great. In 2019, we see a chairman of the board going on the Great Cup as the 3,803rd person on the Great Cup. That only tells you the constitution of this of this, uh, this great country. Going from mer to mer, ocean to ocean, the Atlantic, to Pacific, it connects everybody.
1: No, oh, it really does connect everybody. I and mean, t- to be witness to that, the direct connection, I think back to the uh, the NMax Lineman Rodeo uh, that uh, that's hosted every year. Now, of course, it hasn't been for over a year now because of COVID. But um, you know, we spent time there uh, with uh, I mean, contestants from all over North America, and uh, when they realize that you know this is the Great Cup and uh, families they come by and they get their picture taken we had the red surge there um you know it's it's really this is our game this is the only trophy that is our game and canadian only when you have somebody like yourself jeff and it, it just astonishes me the amount of information you know about this and about the cup and about the the great cup and about the names on it and it really it, it's uh it's quite astonishing as i said and we even got you on uh, on radio um and my, my with my son and we had a segment called stump the keeper yeah. and uh people would call in they they <laughs> they would fire questions that you're trying to stump the keeper the only one that uh that stumped you and i don't know if you know the answer to this one yet is you know, people ask well how many names in the great cup and you know that so you can actually answer that right now how many names are on the great cup <laughs> three thousand eight hundred
0: and fifty two
1: Oh perfect. And then some. Some other chucklehead calls in and says, "Well, how many individual letters and numbers characters. are on? Yeah, characters." <laughs> well, he's still doing Do
0: you remember? Do you remember what my answer was? I no, I don't. I said, "What do you think I am, Rain Man?"
1: Next, <laughs> something like that. Now, Jeff, I understand there's. To have an airplane named after you
0: Yeah, that was uh, in 2015 it, that was a that was a pretty cool year this, the airline I work for does this thing called the Chairman's award and the chairman's award hundred people from all over the all over the world get chosen and now uh, they, they go through a, a vetting process and if you win uh, there's things that you get and one of the pieces that you get is you get a plane named after you and you get a placard on as you walk in into the galley and say and has your signature on it it's pretty slick and it, quite honoring when you when you know that if they chose you, it was it was a good reason to you know you, you've done okay. So if I can be half the man my dad was, and that was one of the reasons why they chose or selected uh, a guy from Winnipeg, um, then then I did my job. And and if it's something that's encouraging and because. I was inspired by a great man to do the best I could do by doing the best for everybody, no matter what your color was, what your religion was, or how mad you are. Um, it was, it was a, it was a, f- a good feeling. So if I receive that, I, I, I feel good. And when I signed it, I signed Jeffrey Glenn McWinney, by the way, I won my dad with me. And it was cause that's my middle name. And because the inspiration is there, a like guy didn't do it, it. My dad really inspired the whole, um, the heart and soul of that to make sure that I was a decent human being to, to everybody, because it would be pretty easy to take the easy way out and jump on the same bandwagon as some pretty ugly characters that said some pretty ugly things about some of our great players. Absolutely.
1: Now there's five individuals on the gray cup who have their names on both the gray cup and the Stanley cup. Who are they?
0: Okay. The the ones that really started out early with like Lionel Conacher, um, you know, Lionel Conacher was uh, arguably one of the arguably the greatest athlete in Canada. Uh, he took the the athlete athlete of the of, uh, of the half century, um, and unfortunately passed away um, about two two years after that. So he was he's on the Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup. He's on the Toronto Argonauts, and he's uh, he's with uh, New York. And then we go to Carl Voss. There's a there's a pretty cool character. He's a He's another Toronto, Toronto, Argonaut, and also Chicago Blackhawk. Then we had Joey Miller who was, get this, this guy's an Ottawa Senator in, in 25 and 26 wins with Chicago in 32, but the Ottawa Senators in their 26 or the 25, 26 season, they win. Now they go to the next season, 26, 27. they not only win the Stanley cup they win the great cup that year, Ottawa Senators, because they have a, it was a, a rowing club, athletic club and football club and hockey club. So, Joey Miller, not on the Ottawa Senators, Ottawa Senators, but he's, that's, that, those are three guys. And then you go to Normie Kwong, who's my dad's roommate and also one of the, the great characters of my book. He's a Calgary, Calgary Flame owner, and he's a four-time, four-time Grey Cup champion. 1948 Calgary, undefeated season, 54, 55, 56 Edmonton Football Club. And uh, then, we, then we come to the, the one that everyone makes a mistake on, and that's the great one, Wayne Gretzky. He was there as an owner at 91 here in Winnipeg. That was I'm I'm sitting just around the corner and I can see McNall, Candy, and uh, and Gretzky. And there's there's a rocket going down the east side or the west side, and as he hits the, about the 32-yard line. The 32-yard line is where my dad broke his neck in 1956. And all I see is this spinning bottle of beer or a can of beer going. And if you watch the replays, you'll see it hit the ground and it's spinning around and around. And it is. And I'm looking and going, can that guy run? And he, everyone's chucking beer at him. But I'm looking at Gretzky, Candy and McNall, like their children cheering. Like I've never seen, like, this is a big deal to these guys. And it's Canadian football.
1: No, and it is Canadian. I'm, and I actually remember that. I remember seeing that whether it's in replays or watching the game, that spinning can of beer. I remember that. And I know John Candy and Bruce McNall and Wayne Gretzky, they really escalated the football and particularly out East. I mean, Canadian football, CFL is, is big in the West. It, it has been, especially in the prairie provinces. And out East, maybe not so much, but at that time it was big and they brought a lot to the game. Jeff, you bring a lot to the game. You bring a lot to Canada, and uh, I want to thank you for for being with us here today. Uh, we could go on and on and talk for for hours and days about uh, about the work that you've done, not only for uh, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and uh, but or or damage prevention, but just in general. What is your before we go though? What is your most fond memory of what you've done over the years with the Grey Cup?
0: With the Grey Cup, I think the the one that there's so many of them, Mike. Uh, you know, and you've been present for a lot of them. Maybe we saw the Children's Hospital, but I think the game changer for me um, was being in line just in the two in 2018. At the Edmonton we were in with the, the uh, football club was putting on the 18 Grey Cup, and we had a lineup of people. It was it was killer lineup. And I see a gentleman, he's five, six deep, and he's got a white cane. And it, I, I didn't know what, you know, this person wants to have a picture taken with a great cup. He'll never see it. So it, in these five people, as people are ascending forward, taking pictures of the cup, I'm, I'm a little taken aback, going like, you know, I, I want to make this special for him. And I stopped. I recognized what what all of us would have done as Canadians. I stepped off. I stopped everybody. I stopped the, the line. I brought him up and I I uh, introduced him to the Great Cup. And there was the only way I could do it was, and I, something came out of my mouth when he sat down. I had him beside him and, he was, and he couldn't see it, but he could certainly feel the presence of it. And I said to him, uh, today I'll be your eyes and tomorrow you'll be my voice. Because I want him to tell people what this is all about. And. And how he sees it through his hands. So I let him sculpt, his, sculpt the entire Grey Cup and also etch the the 14 words that mean so much to us. That's on the page 28 of our our passport um, is the Grey Cup. And it has those words, you know. So I let him read that. And then he, he's also an Edmonton football club fan. And he went to all 14 plates and wearing my dad's Grey Cup ring. And he, he finished off. In 2015 holding on to the 2015 Grey Cup plate so I think with that was an inspiration too to recognize that I think of it it really hit me hard to to make sure that we all belong and we need to help each other see exactly what everyone feels and you know if you if someone can't see be their eyes if you if they can't walk be their legs help do whatever you can because they're gonna teach you something too and that that young man taught me a lot that day
1: and those are great life lessons for all of us uh we're put here not to exceed on our own but to to help one another and uh, through challenges and and that's what i believe and i and i think a lot of canadians believe that too is we don't succeed uh apart we succeed together and uh you've been a great ambassador uh i have probably overuse that word today, but you really have been a great ambassador to this game. That is Canada's game uh, to the, to the integrity of the Canadian football league and the Canadian football hall of fame for and the integrity of upholding the integrity of every person who has their name on that cup. Uh, you know, congratulations, Jeff. This is, I want to acknowledge that it, you, you walk, I appreciate that you walk the talk and, uh, and I wish more, more people could see how, how that affects the positive effects of that.
0: Well, I'll tell you, if I may say something, Mike, before we go, um, you know that when we, you, you brought up the, the lineman rodeo and the night before we you and I had this chat and I said, would it be out of line to talk about two guys that made a difference to our league and also made a difference to, you know, to damage prevention? And unfortunately, our playbook is always to, whether it's the same as yours or as the, as, as the Canadian Common Ground Alliance or the ABCGA or the One Call, Damage. For, we we want to have zero damages, as the same as we don't want guys going away hurt. So our playbook is ultimately the same way. We want to succeed. We want to pick the same plays, and we want to make sure that we execute properly. But two guys that that uh, that made a difference, to Hall of Famers and Grey Cup champions, was Jeff Russell, who ended up being our uh, he he ended up donning the uh, outstanding Canadian award because there was a bad storm, electrical storm, and Jeff Russell was electrocuted. You know, his life was taken from us, but he entertained us and he also was out there in the in an electrical storm and he ended up, you know, he helped save a lot of situations because it, it helped us go forth and go, we can't do it this way anymore. And then we got to 1977 when um, my neighbor, Jack Frizzell, I grew up with the kids and he was a Manitoba hydro guy. He was a hydro lineman and uh, he was electrocuted and he fell to his death. Um, so but he changed, his death changed a lot of things. He, you don't go up without a bucket now. Um, but here's a, here's a guy, this guy, was a. he comes into, he's a Winnipeg boy, takes three great cup championships and goes right back out in the field and wants to, you know, do something great and help other people. And, uh, you know, I've never recognized whenever there's a power failure, it's not a good feeling to be without power. And you got to give, give back to all these guys that are in the field. They're and especially during now, the pandemic time, everyone's got to be real careful and we need our teammates. We need our teammates now from all our walks of life.
1: Thanks a lot, Jeff. And uh, once again, uh, that book, Not Without My Teammates, it will be published later this year. And uh, you you can hopefully see that if you have any kids in school in Alberta or anywhere across Canada, you'll be able to see that book, I hope. And uh, you can certainly, Contact us here at Prairie Podcast. For more information on that, just send your email to info at albertaonecall.com and put Prairie Podcast in the subject line and we'll get back to you. So I want to thank Jeff for joining us today. Jeff, it's always a pleasure spending time with you. And I also want to thank our producers, Podcasts at Pop. And I hope you choose to follow this podcast on any directory you're listening on. And please do leave a rating. You can follow us on Twitter at Call. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to send us a note, maybe you have an episode idea, email us at infoalberta1call.com and put podcast in the subject header. I'm Mike Sullivan, the President of Alberta One Call. Click to know what's above and below. One click costs you nothing, not clicking could cost you everything.